You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDT. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm glad you've joined. Ever since last Tuesday, we've been talking at length about the election and its aftermath here in the United States. Now we want to talk with some journalists who are based overseas about how other people in other countries are reacting to our elections, to the result itself and the result of the result, which is this tremendous pushback by the president of the United States, his insistence that fraud is the only thing that could deliver the election to his challenger, Joe Biden. I want to welcome two folks to the program who are living overseas and watching this happen. Rachel Stern is editor of The Local Germany. Rachel, welcome to Detroit Today. Hello, thanks for having me. And Kareem Chahayeb is a Lebanese journalist, researcher, and political analyst who is based in Beirut. Kareem, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi, Steve. Thank you for having me. Yes. So, uh, Rachel, The Local is an English-language news organization with bureaus all over Europe. Uh, Tell us how people in Germany are reacting to our elections, and how are people in Europe more broadly, seeing what happened last Tuesday? Well, as a whole, I would say that Germans and most Europeans are quite relieved about the results. Um, Most Europeans were fearing another four years of Trump and were watching the results really closely from afar. And I think on Saturday, everybody was relieved. Um, The general consensus was that not everything would automatically go back to how it was before Trump, but that this was a sign of hope and that Europe and Germany could begin taking steps to rebuild the transatlantic relationship. And so then what is the reaction to Donald Trump's reaction to the the election? Of course, the media coverage here is 24 hours still uh, focused on his insistence that he didn't lose the election and his insistence that he's going to go to court to prove that. Is that is that coverage uh, sort of universal in the sense that in other countries are people as interested in that aspect of it as they are here? Uh, Are people wondering what's going on with the outcome? I would say as a whole that in Europe, the media doesn't seem as concerned that Donald Trump could win his case. Um, The media is sort of framing it as a bogus claim that isn't going to get anywhere. That said, there are a lot of populist parties, including Germany's um, AFD, and they're not acknowledging the results yet. And they continue to say, well, let's wait and see, or even going as far as to say that um, Biden hasn't actually won and has stolen the election in the same way that a lot of the U.S. media is reporting. Mm. Uh, so, Kareem, you're based in Beirut. Uh, give us a sense of mm-hmm. how people in Lebanon are reacting to our elections. And, of course, that's a part of the world where uh, tyranny and, and dictatorship are, are things that people have to have to worry about in, in real terms uh, uh, in, in many different different countries. I wonder what their sense is of the way that Donald Trump has been acting uh, since our elections last week. Yeah, you know, the results, you know, it's safe to say that many in the region are certainly relieved that Trump is gone. 
not many expect when it comes to Middle East policy that Biden will come up with something extraordinarily different. And even if he were, it takes a long time to reverse foreign policy, um, you know, in, in one term, right? Especially as a lot happened in the region with Trump. Um, you know, here in Lebanon, we're going through arguably our worst economic crisis, uh, you know, in our history. Um, and there are some people that sort of fear that Biden's more diplomatic approach towards Iran uh, might mean that the U.S. might be a bit softer on Hezbollah here in Lebanon, in which the political party and armed group, which is designated by the United States as a terrorist organization as well. Um, but at the same time, people feel that, you know, it's more of a relief that Trump is gone rather than that Biden is in power or will soon be in power. Um, of course, for several governments in the region, particularly key allies, Saudi Arabia, there is also fear that um, a Democrat Democratic administration would mean a softer approach on Iran. After all, it was Trump who ended the Iran deal. Um, and they, and there has been an increased sort of tension between regional powerhouses, you know, such as Saudi Arabia and uh, Iran. Um, so for a lot of people, they don't expect radical shifts in, 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 in policy, but there's definitely a relief that Trump is gone. Um, they feel that Trump was extremely trigger-happy when it came to how to handle affairs in the Middle East. And uh, people, you know, at a time like this with COVID-19, regional instability, as you said, lots of authoritarian governments in the region, I think people need a bit of a, need, a, need some peace of mind. So I think Trump being out of the picture, uh, at least soon, means that they can get some of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about foreign reaction to the results of the U.S. election here uh, last Tuesday and reaction to the reaction to the election, the president's insistence that he didn't actually lose the election, that fraud somehow has resulted in the vote totals for Joe Biden being larger than his in states like Michigan and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call and let us know if you're somebody who has strong connections with folks in other countries and what you're hearing from them about our elections. How do they view the United States uh, in 2020, given the apparent election results and given the response of the president of the United States to those results. What kind of messages do you think we're sending the world with the election of Joe Biden and with this extended drama over the results of the election? As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the Facebook page here at WDET or to Twitter Put comments there, and we'll try to work them into the conversation. Uh, Apple on Twitter says, Having talked to friends abroad, there's cautious optimism, some hope that maybe far-right leaders will be checked and that immigration will be less brutal and less racist. That's a, an opinion I'm hearing quite a bit as well. Uh, let's go to Gloria in Detroit. Gloria, welcome to the show. Stephen, I just want to uh, comment about this um, rise uh, or this movement or whatever you want to call it of people taking Trump um, for, as a joke. This is not a joke. Uh, these are not normal um, behavior. This is not normal behavior from an American president of a democracy. And I would implore and beg everyone to watch um, the rise of Hitler in Germany, which was a democratic country, mm -hmm. and how Hitler rose to power and how it affected their country. 
I beg everyone to watch that series that's airing on public TV because mm. it is very informative to the electorate. This is not funny at all. Mm. Uh, Gloria, I absolutely uh, feel what you're what you're saying here about it. It's not funny. There's nothing about it that's that's funny. And I think the people who are who are dismissing it to some extent are saying that. Uh, I think they're not commenting on the president himself and what his intentions might be. Uh, I think they're they're talking about the strength of the institutions that make up our government to to kind of resist uh, the things that the president is 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 trying to do. And and I think there are real questions about how strong those institutions are and have been, especially over the last four years, and whether they will be able to withstand. Uh, these things. Uh, but I don't know that anyone thinks it's funny. I, at least I hope they don't. Uh, it, it, it isn't funny. It's uh, it's kind of, uh, you know, the nicest word for it, I think, is pathetic. Um, uh, but but it is a st- it is a threat and at least an existential threat to the idea of uh, uh, of the peaceful transference of, of, of power in our country. Uh, Rachel, uh, Gloria invoked the, the specter of Hitler and the way he rose to, to power in Germany, something that a lot of people, I think, refer to when they think of dictators and dictatorship. I, I wonder how that lands on, on your ears uh, as someone who's living there. Yeah, I find that to be a really interesting comment because over the past couple of years, not just um, before the elections, German media, um, especially in terms of editorials, has put out a warning about, you know, how quickly fa- uh, fascism uh, rose in Germany and how in the U.S. there's been this um, divide between society and um, especially right before the elections when there was a huge split in the U.S. population and a lot of the German media was quite alarmed at the number of people who still um, voted for Trump despite all of the comments and actions over the past years. They said, look, this is a warning for our society as well. Um, just how quickly um, some populist leader could capture, ca- sorry, capture the attention of the people and um, quickly rise to power. So mm. fascism is definitely a term that's been invoked a lot lately mm. in the German media. Mm. Uh, Kareem, you know, the United mm-hmm. States' involvement in the Middle East has often been, at least ostensibly, to curb the, the instincts of, of dictators. I mean, the, the Iraq war, the, the, the first Iraq war, was uh, was was started because uh, President George Bush said we needed to get Iraq out of Kuwait and we needed to to curb the influence of Saddam Hussein uh, in the in the region. I, I wonder if if the last four years of President Trump doing and saying the things that he has and now gesturing toward autocracy the way he does raises the, the the specter of American hypocrisy much in in media in the Middle East that that it seems uh, a, a very uh, vivid display of of that kind of du- duality that that you're saying one thing and then mm. then you're doing another yeah I think that narrative has has been prominent for quite some, some time given that you know 
many key allies of the United States in the region include monarchies and absolute monarchies like Saudi Arabia, for example, mm-hmm. right? So there's always been that sort of question of whether it's, you know, of what interests are, while at the same time, back in the United States, you hold elections and, you know, people can run and there's, you know, there, there are opportunities for lots of different people. And people were in awe, for example, of the rise of young progressive Democrats like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and others as well. Um, but of course, what Trump has been doing, of course, it, it's kind of ironic. And, you know, he, he was mocked by a lot of people who don't support him or, uh, or, or organizations or political parties that don't by saying that he's undermining democratic values and he's, you know, trying to impose authoritarianism in the United States and so on. Absolutely. So, um, and, but also there's also sort of this, 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 this fear of the United States, you know, having these really strong authoritarian tendencies at home because that would reflect even more poorly on what would happen in the, in the region as well. Um, but I think there's been lots of criticism for a while, especially given its, its, its alliance with Saudi Arabia. And, of course, people are critical of the United States alliance with, with Israel as well. So um, I think what Trump has done over, uh, over the past few days has only intensified uh, that uh, contempt, let's say, uh, for many at least. Granted, there are Trump supporters in the region, right? But the, those who have been critical of U.S. policy, that's only sort of uh, consolidated that criticism, I would say. Hmm. Uh, I, I want to ask you both also about the handling of the pandemic here mm-hmm. and the way that has affected people's views of the United States. Of course, uh, we're having a, a, a particularly tough time with with the with COVID-19, uh, much tougher than lots of other countries uh, around the globe. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do people in your regions think about about the way we've done that? Kareem, I'll start with you this time. Sure. Yeah. So, of course, um, there's a lot of, I think, preconceived notions of the United States resembling to a certain extent a welfare state. So people believe that the state will provide a lot of support. And I think a lot of people were shocked that when they saw when they saw the scenes in New York, for example, and when they saw what happened in Florida and other places as well, um, it was shocking on different levels. You know, in Lebanon here, for example, people really aspire to have a government that actually provides public services. Mm-hmm. And they look into, you know, the global north as, as a model of what Lebanon should be in terms of how it spends its taxes on people. So they were shocked to see the U.S. for the most part. In the Gulf, where, yes, you have you know, authoritarian governments and monarchies, but there are strong public service programs. They were also quite shocked, I think, seeing that as well by saying, well, this is a democratic government with a proper taxation system. And even our royal family system with royal families that aren't democratic whatsoever or semi-democratic at best, if you're Kuwait, for example, they're, you know, they've, they've taken strong measures and the government interfered to make sure the pandemic doesn't uh, go crazy. So, again, yeah, I think uh, hmm. Trump has really shattered the expectations of, of the United States system for so many people in the Middle East. Hmm. Um, yeah. Because I think they think of people like Obama, who wants to, you know, have strong services, and you know, or or even or even, you know, the Democrats in general. Uh, because I think a lot of people in the region, especially in the poorer Arab countries or poor Middle Eastern countries, they kind of look at welfare states as a model of what they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they see the U.S. as that as as a land of opportunity and a place where people can get opportunities. And I think the pandemic and the Trump administration sort of shattered those expectations for the yeah, most part. Yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, Rachel Stern, I've got about a minute left, but uh, tell me what uh, what the sense is in Germany and Europe about the effect of the pandemic here. 
Sure. So actually the European Council on Foreign Relations just published a survey and they found that 42% of Germans said that their view of the U.S. worsened, uh, quote unquote, a lot as a result of the coronavirus pandemic. Mm. A lot of Germans were also quite shocked by the way that it was handled and viewed it to be quite chaotic. Um, they were shocked that Trump uh, refused to wear a mask at first, that he went so far as to mock people who wore a mask. Um, I would say that Germany from the very beginning had a very calculated way of dealing with the pandemic, even though cases are currently going up and they viewed the way that the U.S. is handling it is pretty much the polar opposite. And they also lament the fact that um, U.S. tourists as a result are not able to come to Germany um, or Europe as a whole. And, you know, for the tourism industry, that's a big loss right now. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Rachel Stern, editor of The Local Germany. It was really great to have you here with us on Detroit Today. Thank you. And uh, Kareem Chahayab, Lebanese journalist, researcher, and political analyst based in Beirut. It was great to have you here as well. Thank you so much. All right, that is going to do it for us today. I'll be back tomorrow for a conversation with Gerald Walker, the author of a new collection of personal essays called How to Make a Slave and Other Essays. It is a really interesting collection, and he is a fascinating author. It's going to be a really great conversation. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.